This is the Radio 191 FM Tareo Irirangi Kotahi News Bulletin. It's the 18th of May, Ko Josh Tene. The New Zealand International Students Association is happily welcoming the government's announcement that 400 managed isolation and quarantine spots have been set aside for international students from June. The news comes just in time for an increase in international student intake by the uni for second semester. The NZISA told Critic, Today's announcement provides certainty and clarity for our colleagues and that they are excited to welcome back more international students. It is unclear exactly how many MIQ spots would be allocated to Otago students. However, the number would be no more than 90, as 30 of the 20 international Otago students that are allowed in have already arrived. The criteria outlined for these returning students include being close to finishing a degree and having access to $20,000 for living costs. This represents an increase of $5,000 on previous criteria. These steep criteria have ruled out many offshore students from moving back to New Zealand, but more than 200 international students at undergraduate and postgraduate levels are currently studying at Otago Online. There are also concerns that the financial hurdles of passing through the MIQ system will hinder the arrival of international students. A spokesperson for the uni told Critic that, quote, the uni has committed to meeting half the MIQ costs of those students returning under the arrangements of the first two cohorts, unquote. Currently, the average cost for the required stay in MIQ costs $5,520. The questions for the upcoming OUSA referendum have been approved at the OUSA executives meeting this week, with issues such as free tampons, winter energy payments and paying contractors the living wage all on the agenda. The questions were sourced from the student body two weeks ago and will be put out to all students in an online survey held from the 1st to 3rd of June. One of the standout questions in the referendum is, should OUSA lobby for students to have access to the winter energy payment? Currently, students are the only demographic of beneficiary that does not receive the winter energy payment, despite large calls for them to do so. Petitions have been given to the government asking for the winter energy payment to be extended to those who are eligible for StudyLink student allowance payments. Petitioners have pointed out the needs of students who are sole parents, unable to work due to study, or would receive WINS benefits if it were not for their study link payments. The referendum also asks, should OUSA pay all of its contractors at least the living wage? This question comes off the back of a large push from New Zealand companies and organisations to pay their employees the living wage, which currently stands at $22.10, but will rise by 3% to $22.75 by September. Last week, Northeast Valley School announced that it would pay all contractors working in the school environment the living wage. Some of the more controversial questions include, should the University of Otago have the power to discipline students for their behaviour off campus in their own private residential flats? And, should the government allocate study link entitlements with an expectation that full-time students will also have a part-time job to supplement the payment? The OUSA referendum is required to be held twice a year and provides an important opportunity for students to tell the Students Association about how they want their university to look. In January, two Otago Uni students, Max Broadhurst and Zach Stevenson, found the biggest problem with the blossoming RTD market. All these carbonated drinks made people bloated as anything. 
After developing their four-ingredient wonder drink over the course of several months, they have just released their drink out onto the market, Fizzless. I spoke to Max and Zach about their meteoric rise to the top of the non-carbonated RCD market. We just started this properly up in January, the start of this year. We always used to just mix juice with um, vodka on the regular when we'd be going out and we always just said, why isn't this being chucked in the convenience of a can? So um, after a heap of research and a lot of, a lot of emails and blah blah we finally got together, organized manufacturing and whatnot, finalized our taste and yeah, we brought out just a cranberry and apple flavor to start it off with just to see how it's rolling. And yeah, it's been a hit with a, one of the first ever non-carbonated drinks. So without promoting unsafe drinking, it's easy to consume and um, tastes delicious. And so what what gave you the idea of getting into RCDs? All the other sort of like the new RCDs that have been coming out recently, did they sort of influence you guys, inspire you to get into um, the industry yourself? To be honest, not not massively. We um they work good enough. Yeah, like, we just yeah. without being without being blunt, we just every single drink didn't really cut the mustard and we were just said the fizziness just kinda of made you bloat. And we did heaps of research and especially with girls, um they said they discontinued drinking most nights because purely because it made them feel sick of bloating, not because of like the alcohol content. So um, yeah, we were just questioning why hasn't this been done? Why hasn't this been done? And um, yeah, kind of just wanted to make a juice version of and just get your classic flavors that you'd mix at home. Anyone would mix at home and just chuck it in the convenience of a can, yeah. Why, why do you think no one else has done the non-carbonated drinks so far? I don't know, everyone just is following the trend. I guess no one really wanted to step forward and take that massive that massive risk, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's not really a massive risk in our eyes. We thought there's no way it can really go wrong. Everyone loves juice. Everyone loves mixing cranberry and vodka. Everyone loves mixing pineapple and vodka. Everyone loves mixing orange juice yeah. and vodka. They're just all hits. So like chucking in the convenience of a can, like why can't, I don't see where you can go wrong. Um, what's, so what's the process of making fizzless? Um, it's just four simple ingredients. It's just cranberry juice, apple juice, and biconcentrate, and vodka and water. It's just four simple ingredients. We haven't added any sugar. There's no preservatives. There's no anything. It's just literally, yeah, we definitely want to keep our, our taste as like our biggest selling point. And um, yeah, pretty much everywhere, all the testers we've done, and they even want to say, holy like it, it sells it, the taste definitely. So we want to keep that up, but then also make sure people aren't getting sick of it after a few, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh so yeah, definitely finding that balance is important. Yeah, where's the, where's the go from here? What do you guys see uh, Fizzlers doing in the future? Well, hopefully just expanding as much as we can. We're going to get into Wellington real soon. We're going to get into Christchurch. We're going to get into as many stores. And I feel like if we can yeah, link with the distributor to make sure that we can get it across the country as quick as possible, bring out our new flavor and um, yeah, just see where it goes from there. Hopefully build our brand up and then come summertime, we'll bring out another flavor and hopefully be booming. And Have you guys got the new label about um, uh, flavors you might like to have a crack at later on. Today. Yeah, yeah. So we've confirmed pineapple and passion fruit. We've like finalized that flavor. That's coming out next. Yeah. And then um, we're or orange and fijoa. We had a go at orange and mango, but we found mango and mango wasn't quite 
it was a puree kind of form, so it didn't really cut it, it just tasted a bit bland. So we're thinking an orange feijoa to be a bit unique. The Radio 191 FM weather. Today we're going to have a high of 10 degrees and a low of 6, with a few fine spells and a few showers, and even a bit of snow possible on the hills. And we're going to get some southwesterlies with gale gusting up to 100 k's an hour in exposed places until this evening. Tomorrow's going to be a bit warmer with a high of 16 degrees and a low of 9 degrees, but there'll be scattered showers and it'll clear in the afternoon, becoming fine in the evening with a few fresh southwesterlies.